friends and introverts. Welcome back to the You're So Quiet podcast, or welcome if you're joining us for the very first time. As always, I am your host, Chelsea Brown. This week, we are going to be talking about happiness myths and how you can achieve true happiness. But first, we are, of course, going to do our customary mental health check. As always, you're going to rate your mental health from one to five, one being horrible, five being amazing. I today am sitting around a three. I am very tired. I, this past weekend, went to Oklahoma for a race and it was unbelievably hot. And then, because we apparently don't have good decision-making skills, my husband and I went to Dallas to go to Six Flags and it was unbelievably hot. So, I am still recovering several days later. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm fine. Uh, But yeah, the heat was absolutely insane. And I do not recommend going to a theme park when it is 110 degrees outside. Literally 110 degrees. Not my best life decision. However, it was fun. I'm glad we did it. But I would not do it again. I would not go in the dead of summer to an amusement park. That was not a good choice. But at the event, so it was a pro solo event, which if you aren't into racing at all, I'm just going to give you a really quick rundown. A pro solo event is an autocross event. Autocross is like you go through an obstacle course with your car as fast as you can. For pro solo, there are two different courses that you do back to back twice. So you actually have four runs, two on the right and two on the left, and that is your morning runs, and then you'll do the same thing in the afternoon. For a pro solo, you also have lights, like you see the light tree at normal races, like it'll drop down yellow, 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 green, and then when it's green, you go, okay? At the pro solo, there's also something called a reaction time, and this is how fast you reacted to the light. And the best you can possibly do without having jumped too early is a 500, like 0.500 light. If you have a 0.500 light, that means that your reaction is actually to the thousandth of a second perfect. And I would like to share that I did get a 500 light at this pro solo event. I've only done like four pro solos, or I think this was my fifth one, but I've never gotten a 500 before. And this weekend I was like, all I want is to get a 500 light. And if you're the first one to get it, they'll give you like free entry. So you get the $200 or whatever back and you have free entry to the event for getting a 500 light. There were three people before me that that did this. (laughs) Now, there are some events where people don't get 500 lights at all. This was actually a very saturated 500 light event. I don't know why, but I do know that four out of five of the people that got 500s were from Texas regions. So I thought that was interesting. Not sure what that's about, but it was really cool. I was so happy. Uh, I kind of messed up my run a little bit after that because I saw out of the corner of my eye that I got a 500. I was so excited and then I wasn't focused, but it will, the focus will come with time, you know, but yeah, I was so happy about that and I'm so proud of it. So I will be talking about it for the next five to seven centuries. Uh, Yeah, just so you know. But yeah, I am um, still tired, still tired. It's been several days and I've spent the last couple days running errands and getting things done. I kind of rested a little bit yesterday, but today I think when I'm done here, I'm just going to make some food and watch TV and just relax guilt-free, telling that to myself so I can do it guilt-free. 
because there's nothing wrong with resting. Sometimes we just need to just take a day and just actually relax. Like, don't try to make yourself do stuff when you're exhausted. I'm exhausted, so I am allowed to rest. Don't forget that this is also your time to check in on your mental health, and if you need to rest, you are also allowed to rest. It's perfectly fine. We live in this weird culture where rest is kind of condemned, and I would like to change that because rest is important and necessary, and if you do not rest, your body will choose a time to rest for you, and that could mean it's choosing a time because of mental health issues or because of physical health issues because you weren't listening to the mental health flags that it was throwing up for you. So yeah, check in on yourself. Always be honest with yourself. If you can't be honest with anyone else, you can always be honest with you and just see what you can do to improve your mental health. If you need a rest day, take a rest day. It's okay. While you are thinking about that, I am going to give a quick recommendation this week. It kind of goes along with the theme of happiness myths, but what I'm going to recommend to you is the book The Mountain Is You by Brianna Weiss. I think that's how you say it. This book is all about understanding self-sabotage and the ways that we all do this to ourselves and how to overcome it. The Mountain Is You, the thing that you are trying to overcome and become better than is you. So yeah, I, I will tell you that it's an easy read. Like, it's not hard to read. I do feel like if you're like me, it might hurt your feelings a little bit because it will call you out on bad habits that you might have that contribute to self-sabotage, such as, for example, for myself, I maybe a little bit focus very heavily on my failures because if I fail, then I'm not perfect. And if it's not perfect, why am I doing it? I struggle with that a lot and I'm really trying to divorce myself from that concept because I don't think that something has to be perfect for you to do it. I feel like if you enjoy it, if you get joy out of it, if it's fun for you, then you can do the thing. It doesn't matter if it is the most perfect thing that you've ever done. It doesn't matter if you fail. It doesn't matter if you're embarrassed. I know me saying that crazy because I will literally do anything to not be humiliated. But part of me is like, I feel like that's holding me back. And this book really shines a light on that. So I definitely recommend if you're someone who feels like there's something holding you back in your personal life or your professional life, and you're like, I don't know what that is. It might be you. It might be you. Do prepare to have your feelings hurt a little bit, but just be open to the constructive criticism. You know, it's not like anyone's trying to hurt your feelings, but it might happen. And taking accountability for the things that we do to ourselves is very important. So go check that out. With all of that behind us, let's get into the meat of the episode, which is talking about happiness myths. So what I mean by a happiness myth is this false belief or assumption that you have about what makes you happy or what makes you unhappy. These beliefs can actually prevent you from actually achieving happiness or they can even make you feel dissatisfied with your life as a whole. So we're going to talk about some happiness myths and we're going to talk about how you can pursue happiness as a state of being, okay? The first myth is that happiness is a constant state. This myth implies that you should always feel happy no matter what, no matter the circumstances, even if you're having a bad day or whatever. And you know that when we do our mental health check, 
I think I've only, I don't know that I've ever said I'm at a five. So whenever I record this podcast, I am not in a perfectly happy state. I don't know what what that's about. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I need to do some self-reflection. But you know that here on the show, we are honest with ourselves about how we feel. And it would be completely false of me to say, oh, I'm always happy or that you should always be happy. I think that the breadth of emotion that we can experience as people is a beautiful thing. But happiness is, of course, what we are striving for. We want to enjoy our lives. But happiness is not a static or permanent condition. It is dynamic. It it fluctuates. It changes. You can experience happiness along with other emotions like sadness or anger. Right now, I'm not unhappy. So sure, I'm happy, but I'm also tired and I'm stressed. And that is perfectly okay. I don't need to be only happy all the time. The next happiness myth is that money or material things will make you happy. This does come with a caveat, okay? I have been very, very poor. Like, I have to decide if I'm going to be able to pay rent or if I'm going to be able to eat. I've also been comfortable. I can promise you that being financially comfortable is much better and does contribute to happiness than being very, very poor, okay? However, it is not the money that's actually making you happy. It's contributing to your stability and your safety, but it is the things that the money is providing for you that are actually making you happy. For example, being able to pay your bills, having a roof over your head, being able to go out to dinner sometimes, being able to go on trips, like those are things that make you happy. Does money contribute to that? Absolutely. But it is not the thing that's making you happy. It cannot provide you with love. It cannot provide you with meaning. It cannot provide you with fulfillment. So although, yes, it can provide things that contribute to your happiness, it's not the thing that's making you happy. This is very similar to the idea that material things will make you happy, like buying a new car, buying new clothes or whatever. And I will say that you will definitely feel happy when you purchase something, okay? There's like this, I don't know what chemical in your brain is released, dopamine or whatever is released when you purchase something. And I'm sorry to say that that thing is temporary. So when you purchase new clothes, for example, you'll feel happy and then that that thing will not bring you joy anymore, will not bring you happiness. That chemical release is a one-time chemical release, right? So then you have to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And you're chasing this idea of fulfillment from the stuff, right? And that's not necessarily what's going to bring you happiness. This is especially important to internalize when it comes to like social media stuff. We always see people who have more than us, who are going on trips, who are buying new cars or buying new houses or have the latest designer clothes or whatever and we're like oh they look so happy it's probably because of their money or their stuff or whatever and then because maybe we can't afford that we're like okay well I can't be happy then that's not true okay the idea that somebody else has something that you want and therefore and because you can't get it therefore you can't be happy is a myth. 
The next myth is that happiness is a destination. Like when I get married, when I have kids, when I get promoted, when I go to this dream trip that I've always had, then I will be happy. That's not true. Okay. You know that I'm always on my reality TV grind, you know? And there was this show that I was watching and I don't remember what it was right now. Oh, it was Love After Lockup. It is prime trash, in case you were curious. The whole show is about people who date inmates and then the inmates get out of prison, they're on probation or they're not, and how their lives go after like being put in, back into the real world. Um, and there was this girl on this episode we were watching last night where she they, like they just got engaged. She's been dying for an engagement ring. And the man finally proposes to her. She gets the ring. She's like, all right, I want to be married in 30 days. Not joking you. She said literally she wants to be married in 30 days. Is it possible to put everything together in 30 days? Yes. Having been married and knowing what goes into a wedding, I wouldn't do that stuff in 30 days. That's, that's not that's not for me. Anyway, it seems that there is not even just with this girl, but prevalent in our society, this idea that getting married is like the ultimate happiness thing. Like when I'm married, when I have a family, then I'm going to be happy. And I don't know what that's about. I'm very confused about that because like, let's be honest, half of all marriages fail, at least in the US. And I don't know if that figure is outdated or whatever, but I mean, why are we rushing into something that there's a 50-50 chance that it'll fail. And I feel like there's a 50-50 chance that it'll fail because people are rushing into it because they think that being married to someone is going to make them happy. They think that being married to someone is going to solve any infidelity issues or jealousy issues or whatever issues they have in the relationship. Marriage is not a band-aid. Like, marriage is a legally binding decision that you make with somebody else to be like, I'm going to be here forever. And if you can't promise that to someone, then don't get married and don't get married under the impression that like being married is going to make you happy. Marriage isn't always amazing. You know, my marriage is genuinely the best thing to ever happen to me, but it's not always perfect. Like we have fights, we have disagreements, we have times that it's a little rocky, but like overall it's good. You know, it's not like, oh, because we're married, now we're not two different people with two different perspectives and two different ways of communicating, and now we have no problems because we're married. Not true, okay? Happiness is not a destination. Happiness is a journey. It's something that you create for yourself. And again, it's not something that you experience 100% of the time, right? Now you're thinking, okay, well, you said you don't experience happiness 100% of the time. So why does marriage not bring you happiness if it's not 100% of the time? If you are happy, it is not because of your marriage. It is something inside yourself. It is an internal state of mind. It is a, a decision that you make. It is a result of multiple decisions that you make. It's not just like, I got married and now I'm happy, right? It's sure, maybe I got married, but maybe I'm also meditating. Maybe I'm also working on myself. Maybe I'm also eating healthy, pursuing my career. Maybe I'm doing all of these things, but it's the culmination of all of those things. 
and the decision within yourself to choose happiness that is making you happy, not just this one single act that you did. The final happiness myth that we're going to talk about is that happiness is fixed or unchangeable. This assumes that happiness is predetermined, right, genetically by your personality or by your circumstances, and you have no control over this. This is like that religious idea of predestination or predetermination. I don't remember which one it is, but it's this idea that your whole life is already set and you're just kind of going through the motions. Like there is no decision that you can make that is not already pre-foreseen or pre-ordained by this higher power and you're just kind of going through it. Not true. In my opinion, if you believe that, you can go forth, believe what you believe. I do not believe that. The truth is that your happiness is flexible, it is changeable, and is something that you have influence over. I understand that sometimes your circumstances really make it very, very difficult to be happy or even pursue happiness. I get that. We're going to get into how to cultivate happiness as we move on. But internalize within yourself that happiness is up to you. It is not a trait that you are pre-assigned that tells you you're going to be happy or unhappy for the rest of your life. I have depression. Like, diagnosed with depressive disorder, does that mean I am never going to be happy? Absolutely not. I've already been happy in my life. I am currently happy in my life. So, if ever you were going to be predetermined to be miserable, it would be me having been very poor, having been diagnosed with a mental illness or undiagnosed for a long time and untreated for a long time. That would have been the perfect recipe for a person who is just never going to be happy. And I can tell you from personal experience that that is not how it goes. So let's talk about cultivating happiness. I do believe that happiness is a choice. It is a decision. And I think that you can build it within yourself by focusing on certain things and not focusing on others, okay? For example, focus on your strengths. Instead of dwelling on your weaknesses or failures, uh, like I do, like I am prone to do, as we all know, recognize that you are good at things, that you have strengths, that you have achievements. Make a list of your positive qualities, of your talents, of your skills, and your accomplishments, and remind yourself of these things regularly. I don't know what it is about my brain, but the negatives are always so much bigger than the positives. The fact that I have not been traditionally published in my brain is so much bigger than the fact that I already have two published books. How is that possible? I've written two novels. The fact that they are unpublished feels bigger than the fact that I have literally written two novels so far. I'm only 30. I've written four books. Like, this is, this is awesome, but I focus only on the things that I don't have. Why? I don't know, but I can choose to be like, you know what? This is part of the journey, right? The fact that these two books over here are not published, it's not my time to have those published yet. Keep working, keep grinding, you'll get there. Focus on the fact that you actually wrote those books already. You created these things out of your brain from nothing, okay? Focus on the fact that you have already published two other books that are available for anyone to buy, right? Those are amazing achievements, and it's important to focus on the amazing achievements rather than the thing that you haven't achieved yet. Next thing, practice gratitude. 
this is something that as a first world country, we can get really, really, really lazy about. We have first world problems. Honestly, there are people without homes, without food, without water, people who have diseases but no medicine, people who have so much less than us. And yet we can really sit in our homes, in the air conditioning, eating snacks and say, man, I hate my life. Come on. (laughs) You know, again, I have depression. I understand that sometimes the brain chemicals really do not allow you to see past that. I get it. I get it. But even in the midst of a depressive episode, I can promise you there is at least one thing that you can be grateful for. You can be grateful for the fact that you have air conditioning, okay? It's a million degrees in Texas right now. I am so grateful for the fact that I have air conditioning, that I can pay my electrical bill, that it will not get shut off on me, you know? There are so many things to be grateful for. And again, we get caught up in this idea of the things that we don't have and we're just mad that we don't have them and that will make you unhappy. But if you instead focus on the things that you do have and be grateful for the things that you do have, you'd be surprised at how your perspective changes. We live such incredible lives, honestly. You are listening to my voice right now on a device that likely costs close to or more than $1,000, not counting the headphones that you might be using, okay? You are listening to my voice in the comfort of your car or taking a walk voluntarily or in your house, folding clothes that you are blessed to have. Like, you know what I mean? It, it can verge on the idea of toxic positivity though, okay? Just because you are grateful for things does not mean that you can't have a bad day. I want to be very clear about that. You are entitled to have a bad day every once in a while. Everyone is entitled to have a bad day. It's fine. But I feel that the overwhelming feeling should be of gratitude. We have so much to be grateful for and we just take it for granted. I'm guilty of this too. There are times that I'm just mad that I have to do house repairs. And it's ridiculous because, first of all, I have a house. I have the money to take care of it. I have the time to make sure the workers can get here. Like I, it's annoying, but when I change my perspective from, oh my God, this is annoying to thank goodness I can do this, the whole situation is so much different. The next thing we can do to cultivate happiness is practice compassion toward yourself. This is especially important in cases where maybe maybe your circumstances aren't what you wish they were. Maybe you are struggling emotionally or mentally. Maybe you have physical ailments that are really making it hard on you when you're trying to pursue happiness. You can acknowledge your feelings without judging them. This is hard, like really, really hard for me to do. If I feel a negative emotion, I think that I should not be feeling that thing and I'm mad at myself for feeling the thing. Even today, I'm tired. I don't have any motivation. I am irritated at myself for feeling tired for feeling tired. Seriously. So when you are feeling negative emotions, when you are in a depressive episode, for example, give yourself grace. Speak to yourself as you would speak to your friend. I sometimes say the worst things to myself that I would never, ever dream of saying to anybody else that I know, or even people I don't know. 
I would not speak to anyone else how I speak to myself. But I speak to myself that way? No. We need to stop doing that. You have permission to feel any kind of way, just like we do at the beginning of every episode. However you feel is fine. Observe your feelings without judging them. It is so hard. I understand. But it can be very helpful when it comes to not compounding those negative emotions and learn to try to see the light in a dark time. We can also try to shift our attention from the things that are causing us unhappiness. This is important for me, especially when I feel like my emotions are starting to run away with me, especially like anger or sadness. Like I can really, really get wrapped up in those. It's not okay. I need to shift my attention to something else. I need to read a book. I need to go for a walk. I need to play a game, watch TV. I need to call a friend, like do something that takes you out of that cycle of negativity because I know how hard it is to get yourself out of there once you've been sucked in. And it's even hard to recognize that you're being sucked into this cycle because for some people, myself included, sadness and unhappiness is comfortable. It's what I have experienced for a large portion of my life because I was very ungrateful, because I was experiencing circumstances that were terrible because I had untreated depression, but now I know how to handle it. Now I know how to deal with it. So I don't have to fall back on those comfortable quote unquote emotions. I can shift my attention and try to take my day back from that cycle. Another thing we can do to cultivate happiness is live in the moment. I often find that sadness and anger in particular live in the past. They are emotions that you experience as a result of something that someone did and anger and sadness are caused and fed by ruminating on these past events. We need to learn to kind of move on, to move past it, to not get stuck in that. Just like sometimes you can get stuck in the cycle of negative emotions, you can get stuck in the cycle of living in the past. The past is already done, right? We cannot change it. We cannot go back We do not have time machines yet, if ever we will. And so the only thing that we can do is live right now. When it comes to anxiety and stress, those things live in the future, right? Those are things that you are worried about happening. They are things that you are afraid of happening. They're not living right now. Right now, in the present, the only emotion that lives here is happiness. And we can focus on the present moment, observe your thoughts, observe your feelings. Don't judge them. Take note of everything around you from what you're sitting on or standing on, from what you're touching, from food that you're eating. Take notice of everything. Pull yourself back into the present and away from the past, away from the future, and focus on right now. And you will be shocked at how much that helps you really find that happiness The final thing that we can do, and I I find personally that this really helps a lot, is to focus on helping other people. Negative emotions, for the most part, such as sadness, anger, anxiety, those are internalized. But when I'm helping somebody else, I'm being selfless. I'm putting those emotions aside and only serving somebody else, whether that is checking on someone that you haven't talked to in a while, donate to a charity, 
volunteering for a cause you care about, perform random acts of kindness for people at the grocery store, offer emotional support to a friend. There are so many things that you can do that can get you outside of yourself and help you serve others. And as a result, the anger, the sadness, the anxiety that you were feeling before will be quieter because it's it's being pushed out or drowned out by this sense of meaning, of purpose, of feeling good about yourself because you helped other people. Helping other people doesn't always have to be this selfless, altruistic act. It can be something like, you know what, I kind of need this too. And that doesn't diminish the fact that you are helping other people. I think in our society, we have this idea that happiness is so hard to obtain. It is something that we are constantly striving for, that we are purchasing things for, that we are working for, that we are working out for, exercising for. Like, we are constantly searching for this mysterious destination. And the thing is, is that it's not a destination. Happiness literally is all around us and just needs to be cultivated and created within ourselves. Even the simple act of being grateful for the life that you have is enough to begin planting that seed of happiness inside yourself. When you feel that you are having the worst day ever, is there something that you can be like, you know what, this is the silver lining or this is something I'm grateful for in spite of this situation? I know it's difficult and it is unusual and uncomfortable and not something that we're used to doing, but it's possible. And I know all of us at the end of the day just want to be happy. So try a few of these things. Try to internalize that these happiness myths are myths and just go cultivate your own happiness. With all of that being said, we are about at the end of our time together this week. Thank you so much for joining me. I always love talking to you guys. Always improves my day just a little bit. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Takes maybe a minute tops if you have to go search for the show, which maybe you don't because you're already subscribed and it's pinned to your top in Spotify. You can also follow the podcast Instagram and TikTok at your so quiet pod, Y-O-U-R-E, so quiet pod. And I will talk to you all next week. Okay, love you. Bye.